Welcome back to the Broken Rising podcast. In this episode, we're going to continue our journey into the dynamics of biblical forgiveness, specifically how to let go of the pain and the wounding that was authored in you by an abusive leader in the church. Welcome to the Broken Rising podcast. The mission of Broken Rising Ministries is to help those who have been wounded by a church leader find healing, embrace faith once again, and continue on the journey of their calling. Here's your host, Gary Don. A couple of episodes ago, we began the journey of forgiveness, talking about what forgiveness is, how to avoid unforgiveness, and the consequences if we don't forgive upon not only our family and loved ones, but our ministry and our future, and how we want to embrace the forgiveness of the Lord. The issue is that our pain and wounding often stand in the way of us forgiving others and forgiving those who wounded us. And we want to make sure that we are always on the journey away from that that bitterness uh, and that unforgiving spirit and towards uh, God's grace and his forgiveness for our own sake, uh, not even so much for the sake of those that wounded us, uh, though we want to inspire uh, the, the goodness of God and the, God's redemptive outcomes in their lives as well. But first and foremost, we have to take care of ourselves. Really, this journey of healing from being broken under that is wounded um, by a leader who mistreated you or abused you, uh, a spiritual leader that is, uh, this is all about self-care, and you need to take that self-care in your life. At this point, if you have been wounded or broken under uh, by a, a spiritual leader in the church, uh, you need healing, then you can move on with what the Lord has for you in your life. Letting go of your pain and wounding and our, and our self-permitted right to be offended is so hard to do at times. Um, it's it's pain and wounding actually come with their own built-in um, defense mechanism that 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 keeps pain and wounding deep inside our hearts. It's 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 letting go is really really hard to do. Letting go of that pain and that wounding, uh, and there's all sorts of reasons for that, and we're going to explore that in this episode. But the Lord has grace, especially for those in pain, and especially for those who have been wounded by. Uh, other Christians, by other by by other members of the body of Christ, by by the children of God, and um, there's grace for you to be able to defeat that pain and wounding, to be able to get it out, to get healed, and so let's dive into the dynamics of being able to let go of the pain and wounding that was authored in you. Uh, by the abuse and the mistreatment uh, by a spiritual leader in the church. Now, as I've said before, and I will remind not every podcast episode, but maybe, you never know, it continues to keep on going, that this is primarily for those, uh, those that are staff pastors and lay leaders in the church that have been wounded by a senior leader. However, if you are a senior leader that has been wounded or abused or mistreated by, say, a, a local leadership team, a board of deacons, or even like a network or denominational leader specifically, um, this will apply to you as well. I mean, this is, if you're a lead pastor and you've gone through this and you, you're hurt and wounded and abused um, or by that abuse, this is going to be for you as well. So I want to invite you into that journey as well. And for you as a senior pastor to set in your congregations a culture of uh, compassion and forgiveness and grace and love. 
that is obviously completely absent in an abusive leader. Uh, so even though this is primarily for the uh, for the staff pastor and the lay leader, it can be for lean, uh, for senior pastors, lead pastors as well. So why is letting go of our pain so hard to do? Well, there's a couple reasons, a couple reasons that, that are on my heart to share with you this episode. And the first one is that pain and wounding um, are not part of our created nature, right? Humans before the fall were never meant to experience life-destroying mental and physical pain. We just weren't uh, before the fall. All right. After the fall, it became part of our nature. But after the fall, it just became the way things are for human beings on this planet. Uh, but before the fall, the way God created us is that pain and wounding, the life-destroying kind, not not the... And we'll never know. I mean, we'll know when we get to heaven whether or not, uh, you know, you could scrape your knee and feel that pain, and that pain would tell you, you know, not to do what you were doing to scrape your, you know, to, to damage your body. Uh, before the fall. Could Adam and Eve do that in the garden? I don't know. We'll find it when we get to heaven. But we're, I'm talking specifically about the pain and the wounding, both emotional and spiritual and physical, uh, that has happened after the fall to mankind uh, and just the destruction of uh, God's creation, which is not only his, his physical creation, the universe, but specifically us as people, uh, as human beings whom God has created and that he values and loves so much that he died on the cross for us uh, so that he could redeem us, all right? And so it was never part of the created intention in the beginning. Before the fall, we were in perfect harmony with God, creation, and with our fellow human beings, all right? Before the fall, uh, that was our nature. And unfortunately, Adam and Eve were the only ones that experienced that and for only a certain period of time. And then after that came the fall. And then human beings had animosity towards each other. We had uh, the ability to hurt and wound and and just do t- terrible things to each other, both both physically, um, and we see that with Cain and Abel, which we had mentioned in one of the other episodes, that just right from the beginning there was this animosity, there was this uh, resentment and unforgiveness that happened. But when it comes to spiritual and emotional, we do as much damage to each other with our words and leaders in the church uh, at times, uh, some of them do a really bad job at uh, leading their people and instead abuse them. And so you need to know that that was never part of the created intention. There was no narrative where uh, abuse and mistreatment comes to you and that that is the Lord's will. There is no way that you fit that in uh, to what is happening uh, to you. There's no there's no way that that narrative fits the scriptural mode. All right. And so if there is an if the narrative is being put upon you that you somehow deserve the abuse, that you deserve the mistreatment, uh, that is a lie right from the pit of hell. You need to know that the Lord has no intention towards you but goodness. Now his discipline leads to redemption. When uh, human discipline comes and it comes out of anger and it comes out of um, uh, a senior leader's selfish ambition uh, when it comes out of uh, a grid that is not lined up with the scripture when it comes to valuing people for who God created them is going to be a mess and it authors pain and wounding all right so pain and wounding uh, is is uh, completely of our sin the flesh and the devil it has nothing to do with 
God's creation, the way that he intended us. And so that in Christ, as he's restoring us uh, to the way that uh, we're on that journey of being restored uh, to the way uh, things were before the fall, right? And we know that that won't be complete until we uh, we, we see the Lord in heaven uh, or the Lord returns. But in the meantime, we are on the journey. We are working out our salvation every single day with fear and trembling. We are becoming more like Christ every single day. Uh, and so you need to know that uh, that pain and wounding are not part of the created nature. And what that means is, is that even though uh, the harmony um, uh, that the harmony has been catastrophically broken by sin, we struggle with pain and wounding because we know it's not the way it's supposed to be or the way that it can be in Christ. So that's the, the one of the reasons why it's so hard to let go. We look at it and we go, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. People aren't supposed to abuse each other and mistreat each other. Leaders are supposed to lead well. They're supposed to represent Christ well. And they're not supposed to go to this extreme and actually author wounding and hurt in other people. And then you ask the question, well, why me? And you ask a bunch of other questions. But one of the reasons why it's so hard to let go is, is that we, we know it's not right. It's not part of God's intention and created nature, but yet here it is in our lives and we don't know what to do with it. So that's the first reason that pain and wounding is not part of our created nature. And that's why it's so hard to let go of. The second reason that that pain is uh, so hard to let go of, the pain and wounding that was authored by the abuse by a senior leader, is because pain doesn't heal itself. Pa pain doesn't heal itself. It doesn't. Now, that might, again, seem like, okay, that's not rocket science. It's not like high-level theology here. But often we live our lives, we react to pain and wounding in our lives. We, we react to the pain and wounding that was authored in us by that abuse that we've, we've, we've mentioned so many times, the breaking under, sitting under another leader, um, that we don't respond to it like we know that truth. We often respond to it in the opposite, thinking that if we do nothing about it or we respond to it you know, in a worldly way or in a fleshly way, that that'll somehow uh, ameliorate the pain and the wounding. It'll take it away. It'll get rid of it, but it won't. All right, so pain doesn't heal itself. All right, so let's turn to, uh, if, you get, if you happen to get your Bibles, it's, it's, it's like his church, right? Job chapter 16, verse 6 says this, Yet if I speak, my pain is not relieved. And if I refrain, it does not go away. So talking over and over about your pain and wounding without seeking a redemptive solution will come to nothing. How many times have I seen online I've lost count of how many times uh, in a blog or a vlog or a discussion uh, thread on one of the social media uh, platforms where it's just talk, 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 talk. And or you sit down with somebody at the coffee shop or um, and you just talk over the pain and you regurgitate it and you do nothing with it. You don't let the Holy Spirit come in. You don't apply godly or biblical wisdom to it. You don't deal with it. All you do is you chat, 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 and talk, 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 which is not the same as going to a trusted mentor, another leader in your life, a pastor, a denominational leader, a network leader, a professional counselor, a faith-based professional counselor who, who knows the Lord and who is going to give you 
uh, good godly counsel along with, you know, good, you know, scientific, you know, counseling as well, um, that, uh, that that's not the same thing. That's not what Job is talking about. He's just talking, but he had these friends. As we know, if you're familiar with Job, he had these friends and, the, you know, the term friends of Job. And these friends of Job, they just talked and talked and talked and talked, and it came to nothing. They, they, there was no solutions, nothing redemptive. It was just chit-chat, talk, talk, talk about the wounding and the, uh, and the brokenness, and there was no redemptive solutions. That is what we want to avoid. We completely want to avoid that. Uh, and, and so um, we have to be careful about just speaking on and on and on. Job says, my pain is not relieved. You know, it's funny, when we get into those discussions where we just talk and talk and talk, it actually, for a moment, it does kind of, you know, because somebody's listening. So it does kind of take care of the pain. It, it kind of soothes the pain for a little bit, kind of puts a cap on it, pushes it down a little bit. Uh, but as soon as you leave that situation, you leave the coffee shop or you you know, talking and just talking with a group of friends, maybe doing a bunch of complaining about the church or about a particular leader or whatever. As soon as you walk away, I've noticed, because I've been in those situations. Um, I've been in those healthy, uh, those unhealthy situations. And I've noticed that when you walk away from those conversations, it doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't take away the pain. It doesn't relieve it. It doesn't at all. The reason why is because those situations are unredemptive. Now, again, we're not talking about seeking out good godly counsel or professional counseling um, or, you know, faith-based coaching or something like that where, where there's there's going to be redemptive solutions. So, talking about it endlessly is going to do nothing for you. In the same way, in the, in the second half of that verse, Job says, and if I refrain, it does not go away. So, bottling up the pain in your heart authored by an abusive leader doesn't help either. All right, and we've mentioned that before, and it's kind of an obvious thing, but we do it anyway. All of us have done it. Anybody who has received offense, bitterness, wounding, struggle, uh, maybe not, maybe it's not even in the context of like an abusive, mistreating situation, but we will often, like, we'll cap it up. We'll just put it deep down inside, put a lid on it, and then expect it to go away. Never does. Problem is, is that when you put the lid on it, deep down, it's spiritually, it's like a pressure cooker. And eventually when the pressure gets too high, pressure cooker can't hold it anymore and it explodes. And when that pain and wounding that you've pushed down, uh, it, it, that hurt and wounding, when you, when you just you cap it off and you push it down so that it stays away from everything, eventually it does overflow. And where does it overflow to? Well, we've already talked a little bit about that. It overflows into your relationships with your spouse, with your kids, with your family. With the, with the ministry that you lead, with the people that you lead that you're supposed to shepherd in a really healthy way, but you can't because unforgiveness is coming out because all of that that garbage, that pain and wounding is spilling out. Um, and so we want to avoid that. Pain does not take care of itself. You must pursue godly redemptive solutions to your pain and wounding. If you don't, if you, if you just talk about it constantly, it's going to come to nothing. It, it will it will won't get rid of the pain and it doesn't get rid of the pain either in fact it's even more dangerous when you when you cap it off but just put that lid on it and put it deep down inside your heart and mind it's just going to explode over and it's going to hurt a lot of people around you in your ministry as well as your personal life we want to avoid that so letting go of pain is hard to do uh because we uh because we are ashamed of our pain and our wounding all right so Letting go of pain is hard to do because we are ashamed 
of our pain and wounding. All right, so this is the third thing. All right, it's really hard to do because of the issue of shame in our lives. Psalm 44, verse 15 reads, My disgrace is before me all day long, and my face is covered with shame. So the psalmist is expressing his deep shame about the fact that Israel was being abused by the nations that surrounded them. So uh, this, this I believe, is the sons of Korath, I believe, is, is uh, if I'm pronouncing that properly, in Psalm uh, chapter 44. Uh, and uh, these uh, sons of Korath, whoever it is, this one son or multiple sons, they're, they're lamenting. They're just like th- this, they're shamed because, now, Israel, it was because of their sin, not because of abuse, but they were still disgraced by the fact that they were supposed to be victorious over these other nations. They were supposed to be the leader of these other nations. They were supposed to be the conduit for God's goodness and grace, and instead they were being abused and mistreated by these other nations. And so what did that do? That offered, that authored shame. It authored, They were ashamed of their particular station in life. Spiritual and emotional abuse at the hands of a senior leader. A spiritual leader especially. All right. I mean, there's something to be said about a boss who who abuses you, and that's not good. It's, it's but there's a there's another level. There's another layer that's added uh, onto that abuse when it is a spiritual leader, because it's because it's the narrative is is that it's connected with God and it's connected with your own calling. So you become ashamed of your own calling because of the narrative that the abusive leader is bringing in as they abuse you and mistreat you. And it just compounds the pain and the wounding that's in your heart. And of course, if you're going through it, you know this. So the thing is, is that um, spiritual emotive abuse at the hands of a leader, especially a spiritual leader, causes compound issues uh, and it compounds the pain in your soul. And you know this. Anybody who's gone through it knows this. Disgrace over a perceived failure, the embarrassment of other people believing a false narrative about you. So there is, uh, so you have this disgrace because you are perceived as a failure, either inside yourself or by a leader, say, that you looked up to. Um, The embarrassment of other people believing a false narrative about you is always there. You bump into somebody in the lobby who only knows half of the story. Um, and you just, even though nothing is said or that person in the lobby, they're not thinking any differently about you. They're honestly not. They've only heard a few things and maybe they're not judging you at all. Maybe they're just looking at you and just, they see you the same as they always have. It's somebody that they've appreciated, a pastor or a lay leader that they've looked up to or cared about, or just a friend in the congregation or small group or whatever it is, but you're ashamed because you have the full details and you know that only half the details are out. Now, even though the other person doesn't have any bad motives, you would very well be ashamed of that. So letting go is so hard to do when shame and being ashamed is involved in the situation. When we're ashamed, we close up. When we're ashamed and we walk in shame, we pull back from all sorts of relationships, prayerfully, hopefully not the relationships with your spouse or your kids or your extended family or your really close friends that are lifelong friends. Hopefully you're not pulling back from those, but shame makes you do that. Shame also prevents you from taking risks in ministry. Even if you're a Sunday school teacher, right? 
you want to try something new with the uh, with the lesson that that you think would be effective in teaching the kids the word of God or you know you're you're a small group leader that wants to try this great new book or take on a book of the Bible that you've never done before. I mean the list is endless. But shame will hold you back from taking those risks in the Lord. And so it's one of the, w- the ways that we have a hard time letting go of pain and wounding because that shame is just a block that's there. And you need to know that the Lord is not ashamed of you. The Lord is not ashamed of you. The pain and wounding that you have because you were mistreated and abused, that happened to you by that senior leader. But the Lord is not ashamed of you. You still have a, a future and a, and a hope and a calling and a plan and a mission and an assignment from the Lord for your life. And you got and you're you're gonna be on that journey to get there. Um, you just need to, to get rid of this pain and, and this wounding. You need to heal up from the wounding and 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 reject the pain in the name of Jesus, uh, and do some practical things along the way to deal with this pain and wounding. And we're gonna talk about a couple of those things. So, how do you let go of pain and wounding after being broken under? Well, we pray and we speak words of righteousness over yourself. All right, so we pray and we speak words of righteousness over yourself. In Proverbs 11:9, it says, "With his mouth the godless destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous escape." So it's the words said by an abusive leader, whether those words were spoken publicly or privately, uh, that destroys your God-birth destiny whether in the season past or hopefully not in the season ahead as you, you as you walk in the Lord's healing and this this healing journey that we're hopefully walking on in, in Broken Rising uh, uh, Ministries and podcast. Um, but your journey with the Lord, hopefully you, you won't see that broken destiny, but we know if you've gone through a broken under season, you know that those words of death do nothing uh, but destroy uh, your your walk with the Lord uh, for the moment, especially in the regards to your calling and your destiny. Um, and that's what the proverb, the, the writer of the proverb says: "With his mouth, the godless destroys his neighbor." Uh, and so, when those words are of mistreatment and abuse are spoken over to you by a senior leader, they do nothing but destroy. And so, we obviously want to reject that. Now. Before we move on to the to to the uh, to, to the biblical principle of speaking uh, words of life, the words of righteousness, we got to make sure that you understand that this is not some kind of new age power of positive thinking or power of positive speaking. All right, everything that we speak over ourselves it should be either the word of God, or should be words of life that completely line up with the word of God. All right, we're not talking about, I think I can, I think I can, I believe I can, I think I can, and just saying that over like a mantra or some of the new agey garbage. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the actual words of life from the from the Word of God and, you know, words of life that line up with the Word of God, that are in complete agreement with the Word of God, that you speak and pray over your life. That's what uh, will bring that escape from the pain and wounding. It's one of the things that brings the pain Uh, or escape from the pain and wounding. Where the words of death from an abusive leader authored pain, the words of life and knowledge of the word of God will inspire healing. And the more you speak the word of God over your life and pray it over your life, uh, the more healing 
uh, uh, you will see over the pain and wounding. All right, the easier it gets to let go because uh, letting go of the pain and for and and forgiving becomes possible when you get the perspective of the Lord for your own life. Now, the best way to get the perspective of the Lord for your own life, well, read his love letter, right? How many times has it been said, there's even been books written on it, but, you know, the 66 love letters uh, to mankind from God. I mean, however you phrase it, and as however we've, uh, how many times we, we heard it so many times, read your Bible and pray, read your Bible and pray, but there's there's just nothing for it. It's the living word of God. When we commune with the Lord in prayer, and it's genuine, and it's real, and it's between you and the Lord, and that connection between you and the Lord did not end no matter what narrative was spoken over you by an abusive leader. You have, in Jesus, as a child of God, walking in the grace and the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus as he died on the cross for us, that connection with the Lord is there. You have the right to talk to the Lord, and he's listening to you, all right? And so, Speak the word of, uh, of God over your life. Pray it over your life. Talk to the Lord. Um, and in doing that, you will escape the pain and wounding. It helps you to let go. Again, as you your perspective of yourself lines up with heavens, man, the pain and wounding can be broken. That's where we want to go with this. All right. Um, the second thing that you can do uh, to let go of the pain and wounding after you have been broken under is live a lifestyle of compassion. Live a lifestyle of compassion. So Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, uh, a common scripture that's used in regards to forgiveness because it's a great scripture. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. I mean, it's such a, such a powerful scripture. That Then that concept of compassion Man, that is a key that unlocks the chains of pain and wounding in your life. And here's how. It's amazing how much anger, pain, and offense and wounding falls off our hearts when we walk in the Lord's compassion, especially towards others. All right, if you're rude and grumpy and you are, you know, you were short with you know, in conversation with family, friends, loved ones, those that you lead, if you're unforgiving, uh, if you're harsh, I mean, all those, just all those bad things, right? All the opposite of the fruits of the spirit, the fruits of the flesh, you, you all you're going to see in your life is, is that pain and wounding grow. Because again, you will have that suspicion in your heart that everybody's fallen nature is going to fall just back on you and, and hurt and wound you like that lead pastor, say, did or that uh, group of, uh, of, uh, of leaders, local church leaders did, or, or whatever it is, right? And so we, when we embrace compassion, man, it just, pain and wounding just begins to slough off our hearts. It just, the chains break and it just goes. Being compassionate to others, just the Lord blesses it and it just doubles back into our heart and that the pain and wounding begin to that just, you know, use all the metaphors, right? The ice around the heart of pain and wounding just begins to melt, right? And so you use all sorts of metaphors for it and it applies. Be the type of Christ follower that gives the same kind of grace to others that you would want for yourself because eventually it'll come back. It's that scriptural principle of reaping what we sow. And I know that we often apply that to the offering plate and there's some truth to that. But it especially applies 
to the way that we treat others. That when we're compassionate to others, that compassion gets extended to us by the Lord himself and the Lord's servants who come into our lives. Um, whether they are servants that are well-known or they're just you know, a friend at the local church level, the Lord will send a compassionate uh, blessing upon your life. And so embracing compassion, uh, when you embrace a, a lifestyle of compassion, man, pain and wounding, you can begin to let it go because that atmosphere of heaven's compassion and grace begins to, it just begins to envelop your thought life. And when that happens, uh, that the pain and wounding begins to get released because uh, compassion and grace is just the atmosphere that is completely around your thought life and your heart. All right. Compassion and grace breaks the chain of destruction in our own lives and sets a kingdom culture of forgiveness in the places you lead and in your own families as well. Listen, let's put this aside for the moment. We have all failed, especially us males, us guys, us husbands. We have at times, pretty much all of us, with only a few exceptions out there, have at least once or twice, we have failed in uh, our call to be compassionate to our spouses, to our wives. Um, that happens. But you need to know that there is grace on our lives to fix it. And we can apply that same principle to everywhere that we lead, whether we lead our families or whether or not we are, you're, uh, you know, a man or a woman leading in the church uh, in, on any level, or you're leaving at a denominational or network level. Um, being compassionate and extending the same amount of grace to others that you would want for yourself, man, that sets an atmosphere of biblical and godly honor uh, that is going to come back to you. And most importantly, when you're in that atmosphere, pain and wounding has the ability to just be completely let go. And so those are a couple of ways that you get around it. You speak the words of life over yourself, you pray them, and then you embrace a lifestyle of compassion. That's going to double back on you, and that's going to help that pain and wounding uh, to go by the Lord's power uh, and the Lord's grace and compassion. So next episode, we're going to talk about getting to the place where you can say the words, I forgive you to the one who spiritually and emotionally abused you. So that you, you certainly don't want to miss out on that next episode, because we're going to talk about how you can actually get to that place where you can say, you can actually muster the strength in the Holy Spirit to say, I forgive you, uh, to, uh, that, that leader who abused you and, uh, the dynamics of how, when, and if it should happen. And so you don't want to miss that on our next episode. So thanks for listening to the bod, the, to the podcast and uh, listening on YouTube. Um, remember to hit the like button and subscribe to all the different channels that we're uh, currently running on. And um, just want to encourage you, spread the word. Spread the word about uh, this podcast and this ministry. You yourself might just be listening and you haven't gone through a broken under season in your life, but guaranteed you do know somebody who has. And so I want to encourage you to let them know about this podcast so that uh, they can begin that journey of healing as well, because that's the goal of Broken Rising Ministries and the Broken Rising Podcast is that people get in touch with the healing power of, uh, uh, of the presence of the Lord uh, specifically in the areas uh, of being 
wounded and abused by a leader that they have served. And so spread the word, let them know about it. Um, also remember to check out brokenrising.com. There is, if you've missed an episode of this podcast, um, and there's just a bunch of other resources there as well. So keep rising above in the Lord and we'll see you next episode. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For more podcasts and resources, please visit brokenrising.com and connect with our pages on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast is copyright Broken Rising Ministries.